What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Top Drawer Podcast, Match Week 27 in the books. And we're back here. Uh, one of us is on a high, and one of us, well, it's Groundhog Day. Again. Again. I think I may have used that opening before. But that just proves to you that it is, in fact, Groundhog Day. And there's nothing I can do to escape my fate, which is to just toil endlessly until perpetuity it mm-hmm. seems um so that's how my weekend went alex i, I believe everybody uh, understands how your weekend went adam the skies are red the ocean's red the land's red and most importantly manchester is red and mm. so it was and so it is and so it shall be for all eternity yeah from from your lips to my ass yep that's how uh, I feel about all that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, what did I see. It was like Ole, he's won. He's the first. Uh, I'm, no fucking clue. He's won all three of his away meetings against Manchester United or Manchester, or Manchester City. Yeah. yeah, he's the first manager to ever against Pep Guardiola win the three consecutive away or against a Pep Guardiola team. Yeah. Which, that's well, an outrageous I'm, statistic. I mean, it goes to Pep's sides, I guess. I mean, you know, good on you. Um, I mean, last year we performed a triple over him, league double plus an FA Cup win. This year, we, we don't have a league double because we drew at United earlier in the year. But, uh, you know, I'll take a win at the Etihad uh, to keep us in second to draw the, the lead a little little back down to earth. Yeah, I mean, there's still plenty to play. So, I mean, it's definitely not. And that wasn't just, you know, table fodder for the, you know, the rivalry talk at the water coolers, you know, in Manchester. I mean, in theory, you know, maybe not in practice, but in theory, there's it's all to play for still. Yeah. I mean, 65 to 54 points. I mean, goal differentials pretty much out of the water. But, I mean, it's not. It's I mean, not unheard yeah, of. 11 points. There's 10 matches left to play. I mean, yeah, it's not unheard of. I don't foresee it, um, but I don't want us to stop striving for that. You know, I, I think it is going to turn out to be a best of the rest type of situation, um, but, you know, never hurts to try. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, you guys are separated by a point from Leicester and third and four points from Chelsea and fourth. Uh, Liverpool's down there still in striking distance. I won't exactly go into detail and say striking distance of what, um, of the top or the bottom, but Mm. they're there. They exist uh, on some plane to torture my eternal soul. Um, It was a bad weekend for me. And I remember sitting in my house at about the 20th minute. So the kids wanted to have a sleep out, like a camp out. And we watched like the Tom and Jerry movie. Mm-hmm. And the missus was going to stay down with them. And she ended up not feeling well. So I slept on the couch. No big deal. And so they've got like these big tents that go around their beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we those work really well for living room tents. Because right? you pop it up and you can zip the yeah. sides up. And that, so it's perfect. So me on the couch, I can't see anything. And, you know, we wake up and they're on about and they want to play, you know, Switch, Minecraft or whatever. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm laying on my stomach or laying on my back on the couch. You know, I'm I'm over 30 years old. So mm-hmm. 
inherently I feel like absolute death because I slept on a couch. Sure. Um, and I'm watching this game on my phone. Mm-hmm. And at about the 20 minute mark, I go, they're going to lose this game. And it wasn't because they were playing so terribly. Fulham was playing well, but we talked, we've talked about that before. Fulham plays well. Mm-hmm. They just didn't get Their results. points don't reflect how well they play. To be fair, they've been taking more points recently, but, uh, but yeah, it was just, it, it was this more of the same for Liverpool seeing it. And you're like, this is what's been happening the past seven, eight weeks. Like they're mm-hmm. going to lose this game. And uh, sure enough, I, I actually walked away. I had to do something and the goal came and a terrible giveaway by Salah on the edge of the box where he stayed on the ball too long for no reason rather than just realizing end of the half and I need to just hoof this ball out of my end rather than, you know, keep mm-hmm. it in the edge of the box. Um, you know, there was a, there was a handball um, that wasn't called. You know, I would have taken it, but let's not try to put lipstick on a pig here, right? Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't alleviate what the issue was. I mean, there was just no creativity. Uh, the only bright spot of it was uh, Nabi Keita stayed on, um, and then Fabinho came on into midfield mm. for, for the know, first time in centuries, apparently, all season, basically. Um, and that was, you know, about 15 minutes too late. There's only like 20 minutes left in the match. But you could see how sorely missed he was mm-hmm. in that back end. Not just protecting the defenders, but disrupting the attack and then springboarding Liverpool's attack forward. Yep. Getting the ball forward from a deep spot to forward playmaking uh, midfielders. Um, but man, I, I just... There's something about it. and. It's an issue because top four is four spots away. I mean, seven points and two teams ahead of us with, you know, uh, Everton and West Ham, both with a, a game in hand. Actually, Tottenham as well with a game in hand. You know, it, our, or Aston Villa just behind us with two games in hand. Now, mm-hmm. they've been on quite a slide too. So the hope is they can stay off. But I mean, top four is getting further away right yeah i mean not being able to win at home is not helping um and especially everton they they've they've been kind of hit and miss but they had three wins out of their last five tottenham's on the three game bender right now um so you know again we keep talking about west ham we don't expect them to slip chelsea's not slipping a gear at the moment um yeah i'm I looking mean, something up because I, I want you to this is like a great Hang on, I have to learn. I have to remember how to spell Nambian. Nambian, Nambia, Nambian, mm-hmm. Ambian. That's what I need is some Ambian. Uh, apparently, the president of Nambia okay. is a Liverpool is... fan. All right. Oh, that's why I spelled Nambian. It's an M, Adam. There we go. President of. Did I Nambia. say ninja? I meant ninny. <laughs> Peru, you are such a ninny. What's this guy's name? I just want to read this terrible tweet. Um, he. Is a Liverpool fan, and after that match, where the fart is it? This is just fantastic. Uh, fantastic radio, fan. Yeah, this is great radio here. Nambian president Liverpool. Oh, for cripes' sake! 
It's, hold on, we gotta rustle some papers so it sounds like we're... I, the, the intern should be coming in here at any point. Mm-hmm. Nambian president, Liverpool. Here we go. Uh, whatever. Anyways, he posts, I get, nothing's showing up, you know. There's, you can find everything on Twitter except for something you read on Twitter two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he, he posted something like, you know, today Liverpool fans are all walking alone in this dark time. Or it feels like we're all walking alone through this dark time of struggle. And I'm like, oh my God. Even the president of Nambia is reaching out. This is just critical mass. He's it in a deep, were something else. deep pit of despair. And it's, I mean, it is an issue because I, I'm not getting off the, the injuries part, but I am now saying that, okay, you know, Sadio Mane, uh, the match prior against Chelsea, got kicked in the face with the ball by uh, Kovacic. He got pushed down and was fouled, and Kovacic literally from point-blank range kicked the ball right off Mane's face. And Mane got up and started barking a little bit at Kovacic, but nobody else. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody came and gripped up Kovacic by the throat and, you know, what you would expect. Read into that a little too much, maybe. But with all these things happening, it's like, you know, all of our leaders are all dead, apparently. Mm-hmm. They're all injured. There seems to be no fight. I mean, it's it's a... It's worrisome. And I don't know... You know, I'm not putting this at the feet of Klopp. I know he probably wanted more than what he got. I don't blame the owners for not spending too much this past offseason. I blame them for not spending more after we won the Champions League Mm. prior to last year, right? That was the time to strengthen. You buy those players now after that season, and now this is their second full season, and, and they're fully integrated. So as you have players that are dropping off, that are just either falling away or needing extended breaks or a redefinition of their role, you now have them. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, hey, James Milner won the, lact- uh, the lactate test again. Okay, well. See you at game, left bag, James. You know, watching him, and, and I'm glad we have him because we need warm bodies at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, you know, watching him lunge in for tackles and just not being anywhere near it. And it's yeah. like, wow, we are just, we're missing so much. And a majority of that was taken by injury, but... There was a lot that should have been done in the 18 months leading up to where we are that would have helped mitigate this, right? Yeah, I mean, I think trying to run with, for all intents and purposes, the same squad you had two years ago, two and a half, three years ago, and just saying we're going to we're gonna push through and we're, we're going to bring in a Jota, we're going to bring in a Kaita a year, right? That's not enough because you don't, you know, you don't buy players because you're expecting people to get hurt. But at the same time, there is a level of a balancing act. It is, yes, we want to improve the team and competition and this, that. But also, I need people on the bench that can play, right? That isn't a U, a U23, right, that I need to right. bring up just because I need to put somebody other than the janitorial staff at back line. So not having that wasn't a great idea or I don't know if that was the idea, but the the idea of like, we're just going to burn this team till it drops. We won the champions league, burned them through the premier league last year. And you know, they, they played at the level needed. 
And then this year, okay, we're kind of seeing the horse. You ran it too hard the last two races. The horse ain't running this race, and it's just not. Yeah, I mean, Dayon Lovren goes to Russia, and so you're left with three first-choice center backs. You know, everybody knows what happened to Van Dyke. Gomez, who's been off injured, uh, not with, like, small things, but he seems to get a major injury every 18 months. Mm-hmm. But Matip, who is off injured, I mean, he can't play – more than six matches in a row without being injured. Yeah. That's what we had. We all know what happened. They're all out. So now you have Rice Williams, who was in the sixth division last year. Mm-hmm. And Matt Phillips, who turned down a scholarship at University of North Carolina to come play at the academy for Liverpool, in the U23s. Those are who started this past weekend. Yeah. You know, they bring in Ozan Kabak, who's a nice 20-year-old player. And you know what? They got a really good deal, mm-hmm. right? He was playing uh, in, in Germany, and they were absolutely awful. I think he's lost 20 straight league matches now, is what I've seen, between Germany and England. That's not ideal. But they basically got him for free on a six-month trial, basically. Now, that would be great if we had two or three other center backs and we could use him in spot duty and see him in training, do we want to make this investment? Having him needing to be your first choice, second choice center back, not good. Hmm. And that's, that's part of the issue that, you know, so they don't do it in the off season. Okay, that's fine. But now Klopp, you know, allegedly was telling them, I need, I need someone on FSG who, you know, we've, I've praised them before. And I, you know, it gets, you got to take the good with the bad, right, with this kind of strategy where you are a self-sufficient club. They don't take money out, but they don't put money in when it comes to players and stuff because players are depreciating assets when you buy high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you buy at the peak, you're never going to recoup on that. So they've gotten us out of a sell-to-buy phase. But they're also really relying on Michael Edwards and his laptop and Jurgen Klopp working magic on finding a Takumi Minamino. Well, mm-hmm. the jury's out on it. He looked he looked pretty good at Southampton for the first couple of times, but he didn't look good at Liverpool at all. Yeah. And he couldn't break in. And it was clear he needed to get run a run of games. And for whatever reason, when things were going well, he couldn't get in. And then when things were going bad, it wasn't the spot to put him in. Hmm. Right. So when those don't hit, you've got an issue. Now, well, getting... also, when you're looking at a center back in the position that Liverpool is in in January, when we're looking to buy, you're going to overpay for anybody that wasn't in the sixth division last year because no club's going to A, sell you their best, and B, if they are, they're going to overcharge the shit out of you because you need it and they're going to get it from you. Absolutely. Or you just don't buy anything and you get a guy from the sixth league and then he gets hurt. When he, when he comes in, you go yeah, both okay, of them. Well, ben, Dave, ben Davies, Anos, and Kabak have yeah. both been so, hurt, and that's say. that's just bad luck. But at the same time, I mean, you don't get the Umpincano or uh, uh, from Bayern or from from or, Leipzig, uh, Leipzig, yeah, yeah, Leipzig. You know, he he was on the he was ready to go in January, right? You would have spent an arm well, and a leg for him. We we I mean, we probably couldn't have got him, especially because we're playing Leipzig. Um, but yeah. You know, getting someone like that, you're going to pay a January premium. And that, you know, the other part is, you know, 
you shouldn't have been there because buying someone in January almost never slots in perfectly mm-hmm. that year. I mean, Luis Suarez didn't slot in perfectly at Liverpool in that half season. Things like, I mean, it just, it, it takes time. Um, but there is something to be said about, you know, a second division or, you know, a second division defender, you know, coming in compared to someone who's in a top flight league, who's a bit more finished than a Ben Davies, mm-hmm. right? A bit more finished than a 20 year old Ozan Kabak. Um, you know, that's the part where the owners and, you know, who knows? It's tough because we're fans, right? From a fan side, right? If this was United, you're saying, well, we need to do this from a fan perspective. Well, on a multi-billionaire, I'm not a fan. I mean, I am, but it's not at the front of my title. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at my 20-year picture, my five, 10-year monetary picture. I want us to do well, and I think we can do well. But I'm not going to overextend myself. I'm not going to break my fiscal habits because we're having a downswing, right? Yeah, and that seems like I mean, and that's smart. I mean, so you so you sacrifice this year. I mean, you you want to be in Champions League because there's a stack of money that comes with. Well, it. that's the thing, and 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 that's the problem. Not to cut you off, but I mean, if you're not in top four, and this is something I think we wanted to get to a little bit later, have a little fun with it. You're not in top four. Well, that list of names to bring in, it it shrinks. Now, having someone that's backed and supported, like Jurgen Klopp, you know, having a reaffirmation, I've got three years on my deal. I'm not being fired. I'm not being sacked. There is no pressure, right? It was a hiccup. You saw what happened. You know, we, we played 11 straight matches with, Eight first team players out on average. Mm. Like that, who does that ever happen to? Nobody, mm. right? We'll be back, you know. But you're probably missing the top ones. You're probably missing a Killian or a Killian Mbappe, Erlen mm. Holland, Jaden Sancho. Yeah. So you've got to go to the second job, which is probably where, to be fair, where Liverpool was going to shop at anyways. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you're looking at like a Leon Bailey, someone who had a really great year two years ago, kind of fell back a little bit at Leverkusen, is regaining a little bit more of that form. So a top, a, a nice, a really good player who's got the tools, but not, you know, the full-on shiny headpiece. If yeah. you miss, if you miss out on Champions League. And that's, that's a big, that's a big, because the problem is Jurgen did all this great work, right? He did all that, build it all up. Mm-hmm. Be in the Champions League every year. Go back to back to the finals, right? You know, last year they would have had a better run if Adrian didn't just have a mental diarrhea against Atletico yeah. in extra time. You know, Bobby had won it and then just he shit himself. Um, so you don't want to you don't want to go backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it'll be if they miss it, because there needs to be some sort of overhaul, whether that's Selling someone up front, which I don't think he wants to do at all. I don't know that he wants to do, but just on the, let's just for a moment posit that you miss out on Champions League. Maybe you get Europa, maybe you don't, whatever. You miss out on top four. And the idea of all, especially all the injuries, and I'm kind of looking Van Dyke's way, you know, you know, having a major injury as Van Dyke did in general 
he's not going to be the same person. I mean, he's still good. He, he, he may may very well be leagues and bounds ahead of any other defender in the league, but he's not going to be the same person coming back. He, he, it's almost impossible. Any athlete that suffers such a catastrophic injury is never the same when they come back, or at least almost all the time. It's isn't. tough. I mean, yeah. Um, and so, and so that plus the kind of morale shift that's going to happen if you miss out on Champions League, you know, it might almost be better to have a small shakeup where an player leaves, right? And kind of big, maybe not big name, but an player leaves, an, an Allison leaves, or a Van Dyke leaves, or a I don't know, a Bobby or a Salat. Somebody, somebody. Yeah, don't you put that got, evil on me with Allison or, and Van Dyke? But somebody that's got some name cred that isn't Minamino, right? Somebody that's right. that that is. Maybe Hendo takes a step. Maybe he retires or something, but leaves. And then you can bring in a new one or two pieces to slot in. A, it gives you new competition and new kind of lifeblood into the team. This um, must be a running joke that you have because this is like the third time you've like projected Henderson being far older than he really is. Wow. He's I'm like on, 30-something. He's like, he's like you know, 39, 38. No, I agree with you, though. And, and it might not even be that Salah leaves or Mane leaves, but you've got Jata, and it's pretty clear Jata can play across the front. Mm-hmm. Rather have him on the left side, but he can play kind of wherever, including in that almost like Bruno Fernandez role or the old Philippe Coutinho, right? Mm-hmm. The number 10, but the left number 10, right? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it is bringing in a Leon Bailey, a Jao Felix, mm-hmm. you know, who's fallen out of favor at Atletico. If there's a player in the league, in, in the world, who seems to kind of be like, I don't want to say a Bobby because he doesn't do so much defensively, but that I'm not a true uh, upfront target man. I, you know, I like to do more yeah, in that, in, in that like 10 to nine space in between, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's someone like him, but someone who's got that quality where you don't get rid of Sally, you don't get rid of Mane. It's not a one-to-one replacement or rotation, but it's clear that like, okay, here it is, right? Here's this youth. And this isn't youth like, you know. A 20-year-old we're going to develop. No, this is 22, 23, 24 that's got the skill, but it still can do a seven-year contract. Here's a player I really want, and it's Paston Daka. And he, I think I mentioned him last week, possibly. Um, plays for uh, uh, Salzburg. Um, beat up Liverpool in the preseason friendly. Kid's like 20 years old. He can play across the front. And he's just full of pace. Perfect type of player to go out and get for like, you know, 20 million, 25 million. Mm-hmm. And just use him when you can. You know, bring him along here and there. Kind of like what they wanted to do with Jata. And then Jata was just this... You know, it was just good. He was a firecrack, and I was like, all right, well, now we can't take him out of the lineup. Um, but someone above that, right, that isn't, like like you just said, someone that you're bringing along. And so you've got Salah, you've got Bobby, and you've got Mane, and it's not like it's, well, here's here's a young guy, and I might get the bounce, but, you know, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And I mean, father time's undefeated, so you either get better or maybe it is past you a bit, and your role does become redefined. Mm-hmm. But the the point is, you have someone to take that place. Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, I've been a big proponent of, it is an issue with the offense, but man, you look at Tiago. Tiago was not brought here to be Genie Vinaldum part two. No. And that's what he's had to be for the majority of his time on the field. Right, he needs to be in a free and open space. 
mm-hmm. with Fabinho and Henderson or Fabinho and Vinaldum doing those things instead of Tiago. Yeah. And so that goes back to the defense, right? Without Fabinho there. And honest to God, I mean, I know Jurgen will probably play it safe, especially with the lead with an away goal. Um, but, you know, I, in the league, maybe, do you put Fabinho in there and you go with the kids at center backs? Trent on the right, Robertson on the left, and you go Kabak and Phillips, you know, Phillips. And, I mean, Davies hasn't played yet, but, I mean, you know, do you do that? And then you put Fabinho in front of them? Because I mean, they got to start – they have to start scoring. Who cares if we only let in a goal yeah. or none? Like, we have to start scoring. Well, that's the thing. I think that's the the, the trade off is is are we going to try to do what we can to solidify the defense, or are we kind of just going to go? All right, there's three at the back. We're going forward. Whether you know, I don't really give a shit why we go forward. We're well, I forward. feel like I feel like at this point we have a better chance winning four three than we do one nil the way we normally would play. Last yeah. year we won so many one nil games, comeback one ones, two ones. You know, last minute headers like the one at Villa, things like that. We got lucky with Dean Henderson letting in that crawler under his leg at Sheffield last year, like in the ninth, the 85th minute. We had so many of those mentality monster moment, mentality monster moments. We have more of a chance to win 5-4, 4-3 each week than we do 1-0 at the yeah. level we need to because we got seven points we got to make up. Like, it's got to happen. Yeah, you're not wrong. And, and there's nothing like a good goal to boost, at least in-game morale. Also, there's nothing like going down a goal to just suck the life right out of the entire squad. Um, so I think playing on the front foot probably gives you that more a better opportunity to be, quite frankly, on the front foot and more energetic in the game. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. you said it. I mean, it does. It sucks the life out of you. And that hadn't happened to Liverpool last year. When they give those goals, they kept their... Now you're seeing it. When they give that goal, they it's almost like they know, you know, they've had 102 shots in at home in 2021, and they have one goal, and it was a penalty. Hmm. The last goal at Anfield was assisted by Joel Matip for Liverpool. His body's been cold for like yeah. three months. You know what I mean? Like, so their heads drop because they almost know, like, even when we are creating, you know, everybody turns into prime Vandersar against us. There was a save from, um, what's his name? Uh, Fulham's keeper, the former PSG guy, uh, starts with whatever. I, I'm, I'm beyond it. Sorry, I, I'm not keeping up on my Fulham keepers. The strongest wrist I've ever seen ever. Jata with a ridiculous volley after Trent pulled it in from the touchline on a cross back. And he just banged Areola. it. Areola. Stuck, yeah. his, stuck his right hand out. I mean, didn't flinch. It was mm-hmm. it was insane that someone that he could get his hand to it and then it didn't take his hand off and just end up in the back of the net. So these players know it. I mean, I know it. I see it. They're the ones out there doing it, trying everything they can, and it's just not fucking working. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they need some good juju they do, like you I, guys I, have. Yeah. You got, can we like borrow we, some? Uh, no, no. We need oh. all, all that we can spare. Um, and plus, I was just like seeing you guys flounder down I, the I table. said it last week. I need to find that little, that little shit that wrote Klopp that letter about not winning anymore. 
He's going to turn out to be like Alex Ferguson's like great grandson or something. He's going to turn up missing. No, that's, ter- <laughs> that's terrible of me to say. Yeah, you shouldn't say that. But yeah, he's, he's going to lose his bike. Is what's going to happen. Yeah, you even fit on a mongoose anymore? Probably get on it. I don't know if I can get off of it. There you go. Yeah, I mean, Juju flows, I guess, the other direction for us at the moment. I mean, it's a very brief moment. I mean, to be fair, we were coming off three uh, nil-nil draws or three draws, one to Crystal Palace, and then who the hell cares? Chelsea was behind that, and then, you know, who cares, whatever whatever game was behind that. Um, but a 2-0 win against league leaders. I mean, you know, you love to see it. In-city rivals. Um I don't know. It, it was shades of it. Actually, it gets poetic. You know, sports when when they kind of work out in a way where stories write themselves. It's nice. It was a year. It was three hundred and sixty four days to the day of the last game at Old Trafford was a Manchester derby where Scott McTominay in the ninety sixth minute made it two nil by uh, Ederson throwing the ball wildly upfield to nobody and then he just hoofed it halfway down the field and scored the banger in the Manchester rain to make it 2-0 for us to take the win. Um literally 300 it was the day before that, a year to the day, but one day before yep. it. So it's like you love to see shit like that. Um Yeah, I mean, we played there was a lot of sloppiness in midfield passing trying to get through uh City's press. But even with that, I think that was the most complete performance I've seen United play in its entirety. It may not be our best performance, but most complete from the goalkeeping, from the defending, to the midfield, to the strikers. Now, strikers didn't score any goals. There was a penalty for Bruno Fernandes, and there was a Luke Shaw goal. But what the strikers did, what Anthony Martial did starting, what uh, Marcus Rashford did, was they would hold the ball up. We struggled to get it out of the midfield, out of our half midfield. But what we could do is from the back line, Fred could feed it up to Martial and he would fight through two center backs at the at the halfway line and just hold the ball up long enough for us to get out of that, you know, we're in our box defending nonsense and push some wings up the field. And Luke Shaw would just go charging down the line and get flaked out to him. And it may not come for a goal or anything, but just that ability to hold on to the ball when you need to. They're the best team in the league right now. And to be able to, I mean, I think we only had... 45, 50, uh, I don't even think we had 50% possession. I'm sure we didn't. Um, but the ability to hold onto the ball when you needed to hold the ball up was fantastic. Again, defensively, they were compact. They played narrow and let the wingers kind of do what they wanted on the wide side, but that was clearly the game plan because they did it throughout the entire match. Even when just before uh, or just after halftime when I think Cancelo smoked one off the crossbar mm-hmm. and then it led to the Luke Shaw goal, we still were just playing narrow. Let them get it out and swing the balls in all they want. We got the height on them. We'll hold them out and we'll get the ball out, play it out of the back and run it up the pitch. And that's what they did. And it was a joy to watch. I mean, it was concerning at times when Cancelo's fuck ricocheting balls from outside the box off the crossbar and whatnot. You don't ever like to see that, but, you know, Gundogan had a couple nice shots. I, I I think he had one shot on target, which to take his boots away, oh, fantastic. I'll take that shit every day of the week. Um, Now the key for United will be, what do we do with this going forward? Got the energy. You're, you know, getting yourselves within striking distance of even sniffing first place again. Um, You know, what do you do going forward? It was and Rodrigo that hit the cross. Rodrigo, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys, it's it's odd, right? Because, yeah, 11 points, uh, probably not happening. Um, no. But finding yourself in the end of the season, um, there's something to be said about it. And finding consistency um, in in finishing at the top, um, you know, in the top four spot again. Now you're in second. There's something to be said about that um, and the stability. I know I always joke about signing, you know, you know, play the real clip, right? Put the contract on the table, sign it. Oh, he's doing his thing, man. Oh, he's at the wheel, right? And honestly, you guys are getting great results. I'd still love if you guys gave him a lifetime contract. I just don't think he's the one mm. on the long term, right? Yeah. He may be better than the credit I'm giving him for. I just, but consistency is key and continuity mm. even more so than consistency is the lifeblood in, in any group team event, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, especially in something like this where, you know, all pieces need to move in unison to work. And so to have something like that, where you're getting the results and more so, I think your and you did a good job describing it about the holdup play and what they wanted to do when they had the ball, having these plans and having this game attack defensively to play narrow let's let them hook it in because you know De Bruyne's not going to be charging into the box mm-hmm. you know I'm not worried about Sterling's head you know things like that we, we we don't want to give them space in the box with the ball so if they can play it over top whatever you know and if you get beat by that well that's because almost more that that you let yourself down rather than they you know, took advantage of a strength that you gave them. Right. And so I think you're starting to see a little bit more of those things with with Manchester United in, in that they're finding more ability within themselves and it's repeatable, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just repeatable results, but like what you're doing in those spaces in that time uh, is becoming more and more repeatable, like getting penalties. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, You know, and and it helps when Luke Shaw turns into CR nine. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He he looked like, like uh, old school Marcelo running down the wing. It it was fantastic to see. I mean, I mean, Alex Tellez is Jordan love. And for those of you who are not American football fans, Jordan love was the rookie quarterback that the green Bay Packers took in the first round while they still had Aaron Rodgers Aaron under Rogers contract, the and then Aaron Rodgers ended up winning the MVP this year. So they didn't buy Aaron Rodgers, an offensive lineman. They didn't buy him a running back or a wide receiver. They bought his replacement, or they drafted his replacement. And then he ended up having arguably the best statistical uh, season of his career. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what, what Luke Shaw is doing. Yeah, and it's, you know, I'll take it every day of the week there. Uh, he's He's better than he was defensively, and he was probably mediocre at best defensively. So if we can get him up to general averageness or a little above average defensively, perfect. And then scoring goals and having the most assists or, or goal uh, contributions out of all fullbacks in the year, you know, I'll, I'll take that as well. Um, one thing that I, I I loved, I particularly loved about the Man City game was we still don't have Pogba and Pogba went before he got hurt was on a tear himself. He was on about a four or five match 
I think he had scored three times in five matches and had like two assists tossed in there as well. He was really starting to come into it and take control of the game. And him and Bruno were starting to play off each other the way that we all wanted them to do last year and this year. Um, and then he gets hurt. And now we've been fumbling around between Fred, McTominay, and Matic combinations. And you've, you'll find that Matic and McTominay combinations, or, or more specific, actually it's, it's Matic and Fred combinations, just aren't it. Fred will be your Conte if you want, your, your, your you know, whatever, your, your off-brand, your wish Conte. But then what's Magic going to do? Just be another defender? That's no fun. That doesn't think, get you anywhere. I think the question is, what is Magic going to do? Period. Hmm. Full stop. I, I think that part of the equation, the equation isn't entirely wrong. It's a part of it. And it's it's not that Fred and Magic don't work together. It's that, I, I mean... I, I said this at the beginning of this podcast uh, when we started it. Uh, I don't like CDMs who can't run. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not the early two thousands. Yeah, you don't want a you know a four A defender that just is a refrigerator. There, you already right. got one of those, right? And he plays defense, and and you don't need another one. I mean, think about that. If you start. Lindelof, Maguire, and Matich, and you look from like 30 yards away, I mean, that looks like a chromosomal deficient family photo, right? (laughs) Yeah. Just this group of absolute missing link Neanderthals. Yeah. Like, look at those absolute slab heads. I don't think there's an IQ of, you know, 100 between the three of them. Mm Mm-hmm. They may be fine people, right? They may be fine people. Uh, but visually, that's what I would think. Um, it's like the uh, they're the O'Doyles. Oh, yeah. Just not Ginger O'Doyles from Billy Madison. But you brought something up, Pogba. When did he get hurt? Let's see uh, if we can do this on the fly. We'll do another one on the fly. How long was it? Been a while, you said, huh? Yeah, it's been at least since back in January. He he played January? During, uh, okay. Yeah, okay, he played so... in Unboxing Day. Well, maybe I could just type it into my handy-dandy computer. Well, because my, my thought is, you know, kind of like the question I asked you last week. What, where, uh, I'm sorry, um, Bruno Fernandez. Mm-hmm. What would you take? Getting rid of two, you know, uh, getting rid of your, your two... Um, key attackers in Rashford and possibly Greenwood to keep Fernandez and then to reshape your front around Fernandez or get rid of Fernandez and reshape your midfield around those. Mm. So February 6th is the day. February 6th. That was okay. his last involvement. So let's look at your guys' results because I want to see mm-hmm. how you guys were since then. And prior to then. So that was a 3-3 draw to Everton. So I'm assuming that's when he got hurt. Yeah, he got subbed off that match. So you draw there. 1-1 West Brom following up. 3-1 Newcastle. Draw with Chelsea. Draw with Palace. 2-0 First City. Okay. And then draws against a win against Sociedad. A draw against Sociedad in there. So you've got the Southampton bloodbath. A draw Arsenal. Lost Sheffield. Windfall. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, was, I, I wanted to see, yeah. you know, if there was a an inverse correlation 
Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't think it was a one-to-one, but it was very much starting to be what we wanted to see. My question was going to be, um, even though he was playing well, was it equating to team success? Hmm. So in those moments, and you're seeing him link up and do, but like at the end, what is the final product? Now, sure. granted, I'm not gonna pull a Paul Merson. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna, or not Paul Merson. Um, I'm, I'm getting my Sky correspondents mixed up. Um, I know. I'm not going to ask. It's Graham Sosnes and then also, and even Roy Keane, you know, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to sit there and and put it on Pogba. Right. But if you look at it and you say, all right, well, he's finally coming into his own, but it's not giving us this. Then all of a sudden you take him away and you're playing different and might not be expansive. I mean, you guys had 35%, um, of the possession, you know, it looked like a Liverpool stat line. If I read off the numbers from this past match, you know, 65 to 34% shots on target were shared six, six. You guys had shots overall eight. They had Mm -hmm. 23, which looks like a Liverpool line. I mean, that, that is a compact. We're not going to let you get into comfortable spaces. You can have it, but you're going to have quantity, not quality. Um, don't. Yeah, I mean, that's because those shots, the majority of those were just, they were either skied, they probably left the stadium, or, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, 40 yards to the left of the goal that shouldn't even have been counted as a as a shot on target or what have you. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, I don't know. You, it's one of those things where, you're like, you don't want your team to be doubled up on passes. Now, granted, a Man City team's going to win that battle against every team in the league almost every week, if not every week. Yeah. You don't want to get doubled, right? You don't want to have a third of the time, but if three points is three points. Now, you know, just kind of looking at your squad though, you know, Eric Bailey, he you know, he by he had a he's had a nice little I was surprised he was still alive. It was great mm-hmm. to see that he was still playing at the beginning of the year. Alex Tellez, brand new, but now you've got Luke Shaw, but you know, whatever, as long as you can coexist um that's not a bad thing to have but you look at the rest of your lineup obviously Pogba's not shown in there because he's injured and there's some there's some deficiency you know where it's like okay you can see as I go down I mean Henderson started in goal Lindelof Maguire Luke Shaw Wambasaka Rashford Fred Fernandez Dan James Scott McTominay and then Martial up front. Lee, uh, Lee Grant, Eric Bailly, Tellez, Brandon Williams, Tunzabe, Matic, Diallo, Greenwood. And I don't even know who the hell that is. Who is Shola? Uh, exact- Shatore. He's yeah. a, he's a, you, he's a under 18. He's 17 years old. He, he got must his, be because he doesn't him, have him a picture. And, no, him and uh, um, Diallo both started. Um, or got their first action in the Real Sociedad matches. So, I mean, you look at Matic, you can throw him in the bin, don't need him. I mean, Brandon Williams, he's a young kid. He came on at the end for mop-up duty. You know. Well, the issue is we have, I I believe, nine first-team players out right now. Whereas City had their entire first team just happen to be back this week, where we are now short half the midfield. Yeah, I don't Um, want to hear about it. I mean... Baye's there. You need a center back. He's the only center back that we have that's healthy and isn't under the age of twenty. Uh, 
you know, Diallo's there, Tellez just for having a left back and a right back, and Williams, Matic. Matic is probably the only actual midfielder on our bench right now, and he's 80. That is true. You have forward, 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 midfielder, defender, 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 goalkeeper. And Lee grants a goalkeeper, yeah. So, I mean, it's... It, we have, he's literally, I mean, uh, uh, Donnie Vandebeek's hurt, or maybe he's just pouting. I don't know, but they say he's hurt. Um, so that's why he wasn't in the side. He's um, got the Neil Maupe injury. Yeah. So, you know, and, which, and Magic for those, came on which he for had those, to. Uh, which for those who don't know what that is, that's the, something is definitely wrong as in Neil Maupe missing a penalty and then feigning injury. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think what we, I mean, you even, the probably the only thing I would change or would might be, maybe sort of kind of change would in, in the starting lineup would be having uh, um, Mason start, Greenwood start, instead of Dan James. I understand why Dan James started. He is the, probably the fastest player on the team that's not named Marcus Rashford. And it's it was just meant for oh, get the ball up there and one, just yeah, run, just, just huff go it and go get it. Yeah, just um, as an out. He's yep. a short piece of garbage who we don't need defending corners, and he can just go. Um, and so I understand that move. And Mason did come on for the last twenty five minutes um, and didn't really show much. Um, but I mean, I think that's the strongest side you can put out there. And the the key thing I like about this is the partnership from Fred and McTominay. We see. That's a better partnership than Matic being on the pitch because no, who wants Matic on the pitch in general? So anything that keeps him off the grass, I think, is is our better side. And McTominay, he's got I don't, what five goals this season. He's like third in our list of goal well, scorers. He had, he had like a, a forty-seven second hat trick earlier yep. this season, correct? Um, well, yeah, in like January, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so I'm looking at your squad right here, and I know what you guys will do. And what what Manchester United Twitter will pine for once silly season starts coming around, um, and that's the you know the uh, Scandinavian towhead. Yeah, he is not a good looking guy. He's well, most robots aren't. True, most androids are not. He attractive. is a chiseled machine with the head, and you're right. It, it's a toenail. It's a big toenail. He's a, he's a toehead. I mean, it was, you know, just blonde, blonde, blonde. And and for those who haven't picked up Erling Holland, I'm, I'm mm. sure, you know, you guys have moved on from Jaden Sancho. He's no longer shiny and sparkly anymore. No, no. The keys uh, are jingling yeah. somewhere else now. No, no. It's this other thing. Um, and I'm sure that's what you guys are going to go for. And I can't say that it's not correct. I mean, we talked last week about how Martial needs to go. And maybe you play Rashford out, out on the left, regardless of holland coming in maybe that's where you play him anyways i mean obviously if you get holland you put that you know freight train right in the middle and let him go but so you do something like that mino rayola you know they're not his agent and them aren't in the business of giving discounts to anybody so you're gonna you're gonna blow a load um and so that leaves you presumably not Let's say in this exercise, right? You guys, you guys splurge, and, and he comes to United. That doesn't really leave you funds anywhere else. So that would leave you with a midfield core of Van de Beek, provided he stays, McTominay, um, and I'm going to say Fernandez, Fred, and Pogba. I'm omitting Mata, Dan James, and Matic. Mata and Matic are at the end. Maybe they're there, but we're not really mm-hmm. focusing on them. Dan James, I think he may stay around and 
possibly leave in January. Uh, if if the squad continues to progress without progress without him, or at least distance the collective group without him, hmm. I mean, you know, is that good enough? I mean, when fit, you know, the way Fred and McTominay have come on, and then knowing what Van de Beek has, the quality he has, if you can tap it, okay. I mean, would you be all right with that with Van de Beek, McTominay, Fred, Fernandez, and Pogba as your? Yeah, I mean, I'd like like. I mean, yes, I would love that as a midfield core that three of them are on the pitch and two of them are on the bench at any given time, healthy. That is fantastic. I would like another somebody around there, not a Matic. Um, having Dan James, even uh, Diallo there. Uh, I think gives us a little bit of that um, of just a backup for when Pogba's knee and eventually blows out and I, I, I don't know, the batteries in Bruno run out or something. Um, I mean, cause that's the issue. I mean, so Bruno Fernandez goes down. Where, where's your creativity right. and you guys, and maybe he doesn't go down. Right. You know, that's not, that's not always a given your lips to God's ears. Right. But I mean, so, you know, you bring in a Holland or even if you bring in a Sancho, because um, truth be told, I don't think Holland is coming to England unless it's to Manchester City. I just, it's Mino Rayola, right? So you have to understand. I mean, to be fair, I got a couple of his players on my team right now. Yeah, well. And he doesn't like us very no, much. No, you know. Um, I mean, we pay him every time and he gets a big fat load of cash but here's from the us, deal. And Mino, then he gets pissed off at us. Mino gets paid no matter what. That's not yeah. the point. It's not like, well, they're, I'm making money off him. Mino's going to make money. You know, but so... You you presumably Anthony Martial leaves in this scenario, which mm-hmm. you're probably walking him out anyways. So you have Cavani. I mean, your your forward line, although now bolstered, I mean you've got I don't know what you have out wide. I mean, really out wide, it, I suppose it depends who you play out wide, considering that they all can do whatever. Um, in general, Diallo's probably your best out-and-out winger that we have. Dan James, you could probably throw in that category. Um, when it comes so, to just straight wingers, that's probably where we're sitting. So straight wingers that have 11 appearances between the two of them this year, uh, 11 for Dan James and none uh, for Diallo. Yeah, he's played two matches, and they've both been subs appearances in out both of, in the Real Sociedad yeah. match out of the Europe League, yeah. So, you know, and Rashford, you know, again with Rashford, I mean, I guess it's, it depends on how you want to play. If you want to play more like a like a 4-2-3-1, right, where mm-hmm. you are really putting someone like a Holland or a Cavani up front on his own, a 10 with Fernandez, and then, you know, on the corners, you know, who can who can jump in and poach or or shoot from distance and a Rashford on the left and like a a Greenwood on the right, but then again behind them, on the bench, your option is is yeah. I, I mean, I think I think you know in this fantastical world where we get a, a Holland um, or even if we don't, just put insert any striker that isn't Anthony Martial right now. Right, you have Martial up top or, or any striker that isn't him there. Rashford on the left. Uh, Bruno Fernandez in behind the striker, uh, and then on the right, uh, a Diallo, uh, James. If there's nobody else purchased or something, rather, 
Um, and then in midfield is kind of really when we get. So you have Bruno Fernandez in that kind of false nine ten spot, and then you have a spot for Pogba, and then you have a spot for insert McTominay, Fred, Van de Beek, who's ever having a better day. Probably not Van de Beek in that position because that means either him or Pogba have to do kind of backline sweeping duties, which I wouldn't want to waste the talents there anyway. So a McTominay or a Fred would fit in there. That's what they're doing now. They alternate which who is doing which responsibility at the time. McTominay generally forward more. Um, but just replacing literally in this exact lineup that we're looking at now that, that we played on against City, replace either Fred or McTominay with Pogba, flip a coin, um, and then you know take out Martial for another striker. Yes, I don't want Dan, Jan, Dan James starting at the right wing either, but you know if I can only pick one, um, it's probably a striker. I can I can facilitate Greenwood on the right and not Dan James, um, and that's probably how I would start next season. And that's literally only purchasing and starting player, which is probably all you'll be able to do if you go and get someone like him. He is he is an absolute. It's iRobot just in real life yeah. with skin. It's terrifying. He had, so today, Dortmund uh, played um, Sevilla. Play? Sevilla. And Sevilla, oh boy, they gave him a scare. I mean, Dortmund came in, what, 3-1 up. Holland has a brace. Goal in the first half, goal in the second half. And then Sevilla come back and tied the game 2-2 and lose 5-4 on, on goals. They would have lost on away goals, I think, anyways. Um, but, uh... Uh, actually, no, that would have went to penalties. Anyways, so his brace today, since we're talking about Holland, we'll move away from United. Uh, Holland had, his brace today got him up to the 20-goal 20, 20 mark in the Champions League, which he achieved in, <clears throat> let me check my notes here, 14 games. Now, for a point of reference, A, yes, that's the fastest ever in the history of the Champions League, but for a point of reference, Cristiano Ronaldo did it in 56 games to reach 20 goals, and Messi did it in 40 games to reach 20 goals. Holland did it in 14 games. He did it in and season. Well, split between. Kind of. Kind yeah, of. yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how many of those were matches started by Ronaldo and Messi because you can be sure between Salzburg um, and then going straight to Dortmund, he started all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the guy, uh, it's, you know, and so... Well, I, I wasn't able to see it because I was in the office today at work. Um, so did I see that he had a penalty saved and then retaken? Yeah, keeper off the line type of nonsense. And so the keeper was like taunting him before he took the next one. Mm-hmm. And I saw a tweet. It was something like, why would you tweet someone who scored some insane amount of goals before the age of like 13, but it like mm-hmm. perfectly surmised. Like, do you, do you realize what this absolute alien is doing when it comes to putting the ball in the back of the net? And you're going to try to upset him now? Because My that goodness. sounds a good, good idea. He, you know, it, I don't want to see him go to, to Bayern because Bayern always That's snatches just, up all yeah. the in German That's just talent. no fun anymore. Um, I don't want to see him go to City. It scares me because Sergio Aguero is clearly long in the tooth. Um, and Jesus is not the one to just not continue it. to lead them like that, like Aguero did for the past, you know, 
five to ten years, right? So he he would fit perfect there. He really would. Um, he put it this way: he scares me more at City than Messi at City does. Yeah, but Messi's which, also forty eight. So, but the idea that it's still Lionel Messi being able sure. to do whatever he wants in a Pep Guardiola side, I mean, I, he's something else, and he's he's gonna go somewhere. But man, yeah, he's he's not a Dortmund next year. That's for sure. And whoever it is, it's going to be, you know, I, I actually don't know. I was thinking about this today when we got to kind of move on because this is going to be a long episode. But I was thinking, uh, do we think he's going to uh, hit the world record, break the world record fee? What was that, like $280 million for Neymar? Well, no, because Neymar bought his – Neymar canceled his contract. He bought himself out with the Nike money, which was allegedly – Paid by PSG. Yeah, 220 million euro for Neymar uh, to Paris Saint-Germain is the highest. Behind that was Kylian Mbappe to PSG. And then Philippe Coutinho back to Barcelona from from Liverpool. Um, And in between all of that was Pogba's in there somewhere with his, I don't know, 180 million we paid for him. Wasn't that Um, much, but yes. But yeah, so 220 million euro, call it 200 million pounds. I don't know. Talking. After after COVID, no fans in the stand. I, I get you know, sheiks and Russian oligarchs have money regardless of global pandemics. Mm-hmm. But what does the market say? You know, and at the same time, I mean, Dortmund doesn't have to sell. But you know, when a you know when Mino Raiola wants his client to move on, they normally do. Um. It wouldn't be the worst for him to stick around again, but at the same time, you know, what else is he going to do at Dortmund? Uh, how much more does he need to grow? And unless they're winning everything in Germany, which they aren't, unless they're I, winning Champions Leagues, which they may, but I, you know, it seems like he needs to move on. Uh, you know, I, don't, I don't think I don't think he's staying at Dortmund next year. The only thing I can think of would be Real Madrid. Because uh, Jovic is back at Frankfurt, that didn't work out. Um, they've clearly have deficiencies there. You know, Bale is not part of the plans moving forward. Obviously, Benzema, although he's always favored, which was part of the issue with uh, Jovic, that you know Benzema was always going to be in ahead of him, and if he didn't capitalize on his chances, you know what was going to happen. You know, where else mm-hmm. would he find his time? And he didn't. Um, Real would probably be the one, especially with Barcelona in their struggles right now. It would be, it would be I don't wise of them. That. I don't even, cause they're, they got a, they got a whole defense issue that they're working out. And I, I they're real young up top, excluding Benzema from the conversation, but I, I don't know that they got the muscle right now. To, to bring Holland in. I mean, especially you see what they did with Odegrad and he's just kind of yeah, but, Holland, but that's because Zidane didn't do jack squat with him. Holland is a different kind of young talent. He's established. It is not yeah. what kind of potential can we shape? I mean, his, he, I don't think the, I don't think he's ever had potential. He's only had results, mm-hmm. right? Like this isn't like this kid's going to be great. You know, this kid is great. Just plug and play, you know? Um, so I could see, and it's it's Real Madrid, right? It's Los Blancos. 
So I don't think he's going to go to Paris. No, right? I don't see that. Even if anybody leaves there, you know, uh, just they'll try. I can probably only see Real Madrid or Man City. Joy, Juventus right? might be an interesting. I don't think it'll happen. Um, I, I mean, you'd know. have to get rid of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean, you're not taking on two contracts like that. And even if you wanted to, where is any? But where where is Dybala playing? Right? Where well, is, Dybala is the forgotten son. There, they don't. I know. But yeah, I, it'll be interesting. I'm sure he'll end up somewhere that I'll absolutely hate and won't be able to enjoy like I am currently while he's at Dortmund. You know. It's literally going to be anywhere that isn't your club. Same thing with me. I mean, yeah, I don't. Liverpool's not going to go for him. We have a bad relationship with Riola, and we don't. That's not even well, everybody if, has a bad relationship with Riola. Yeah, I mean, it's just not what they do. They're not going to get out there and buy that. You know, an Mbappe, maybe someone who you could fantasize about as a Liverpool fan if they're in Champions League. If you know, if this Nike money comes good somehow, right? You know, however they can do that pull, you know. But with COVID, with the owners that I know that we have, and with our down season this year, there's not a chance in no, hell. No, no. I just meant, those, I just I meant, think. we're not going to like, it's the, I'm not going to like him at Bayern. I'm not going to like him at I love PSG. him at Dortmund. No, same. I, like you said, yeah, I'm not okay, going to like him okay. anywhere that he isn't right now, unless it's with my club. Any, anywhere else, I, I'm not going to be a fan of. You wait, you okay. know where I would like him? At the People's Club. Wrexham. Now we're talking. Rob, Ryan, I got I got a brilliant idea for you guys. We'll be your intermediaries. We'll get yep. we'll talk with our people, talk with your people. We'll figure we, this out. Yeah. I'll, I'll get in touch with Paul, but he'll give me Mino's phone number. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll be a whole thing. All right, let's get to these picks because Hachimachi, yes. Where'd the time go? So, just a brief wrap-up last week. Last week was, <clears throat> although it was a good week, personally for me, uh, pick-wise, could have been better for both of us. Uh, I still bested you as I do. I went 8-8, eight and eight, pure 500. You went 5-11. and 11. Um, Now, to be fair, two of those are Liverpool choices that you chose Liverpool. I chose against Liverpool both of those times. So, you know, there you go. Maybe learn a lesson here. Never. Um, but, yeah, so... There was also quite a few draws. Five draws last week, as if my counting is right here. Five draws outside of the, I don't know, 15 games that we played or they played. So maybe we should start picking more draws. Those always seem harder to me. We're so used to wins and losses where we come from, what we do. So I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I this is just who I am. Yeah, I'm a very zero-sum type of person. I, I'm, this is who I am this year. This is... How my season is, so I'm just going to lean into it, right? right. I'm leaning into the just fade the shit out of me. So uh, we have a makeup match, which will be today, tomorrow for us, today for you all listening. Uh, Man City plays on Wednesday the 10th. Happy birthday to my dear wife. Um, Man City hosts Southampton. Yeah, that's a city. Yes, city. Um, Which, hang on, before we get into this, because this was something I wanted to ask you. Manchester City, their current form this season. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on them? On the team as a whole, on, on the, in the pantheon of Premier League teams? I don't think okay. they're that good. Okay. I think they're just better than everybody else. Which because, because there's been important. this 
groundswell of, oh my gosh, you know, they're 28 matches unbeaten or whatever it was for, you know. And then, you know, as a Liverpool fan, having to hear it all last year, how the league was down at this match week last year compared to this year, mm-hmm. Liverpool was nearly, I think it was like eight points better than what City is right now. No, so they're just, not. I don't think they're a particularly good team in. They're a good team in this year's Premier League. Just putting it out there for everybody out there that that wanted to give Liverpool shtick, but has no problem jumping on, you know, Pep's tennis shoes, you know, licking his boat shoes, right? Like, I just understand what you're saying when mm-hmm. you say a team that was, you know, basically wrapped up by March last year wasn't that good because everyone was bad, but a team that, you know, isn't. Is the best, right? I'm just clinging on to any I know, happiness I, know. I, have. I was letting I was letting you do it for I a know, little right. you would have gone on any longer. No, 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 no. All right. So match week twenty eight moving on. Uh so we have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday slate. So one match Friday, four four, one on Monday. So Newcastle, they host Aston Villa on Friday. Yeah, Aston Villa slid the last couple of matches. I'm taking Newcastle here. Yeah, they're uh you know out with uh, no tiny shin pads, so mm-hmm. that's an issue. You see Ollie Watkins is almost like suffocating. He's just not getting service. And when you don't have Jack Grealish, that can happen. Um, you tell me Russ Barkley wasn't enough? I know. The shine on that's wore off, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I am going to hmm, – give me a draw. Give me a draw here. I wanted to go Aston Villa, but... I think uh, Aston Villa had a draw their last match, so... There it is, yes. We're going to keep it going. All right, so uh, kicking off on Saturday, Chelsea unbeaten in 10 matches since Thomas Teichel has taken over. They travel two leads. As much as I'd like the train of Chelsea to stop rolling, I don't see it happening. Yeah, um, they don't play this week, midweek, correct? They don't play on Wednesday for the Champions League. Mm Mm-mm. Um, as evidenced by them starting at Saturday morning. Uh, the only hope is that, you know, maybe it being uh, an away on an early kick like that, but uh, not enough confidence to go with leads. I'll go with Chelsea as well. Uh, the 10 o'clock slate, we have the, everyone's favorite. I mean, this is going to be, if you wanted to charge me money, do that old pay-per-view they were looking to do, this might be the one. Uh, Crystal Palace hosts West Brom. Oh, yeah. In a battle of how the hell are these two dinosaurs still coaching clubs in 2021? Roy Hodgson and Sam Allardyce. I mean, Sam Allardyce really that old? He's just fat. But even if he isn't old, it's the style. The old, this is how we, you know, got to huff the football and you got to get it back right away. You know, just gross. Uh, I'm going to take a draw here. I think Zaha's still out. Traore just doesn't have it. So, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take a sedative is what I'm probably going to do. But if you're forcing me to pick, I'll take West Brom because gross. That's why, because right. gross. Hey, and in another match that I absolutely adore and can't wait to watch, Everton hosts Burnley. Mm. I'm just going to – I'm not watching any of these matches no, on Saturday. I'm, not going to I'm letting it. you know this. I'm not, do- I'm not doing it. I'm going to pick the um, wax out of my ears instead of watch these fucking matches. I'll, I'll pick Carlo, uh, which by default gives me Everton. But I just want the world to know I'm picking Carlo Ancelotti, not Everton. I'm taking another draw. 
I said I was going to pick some more, by God. Beautiful. Um, And then uh, the cap, the afternoon, the matinee for Saturday. Fulham, Craven Cottage opens up their doors for Manchester City. The team that's not that good, as Alex would say. Correct. And in fact, the team that is better than they let on in, in their record. However... I'm not staying. I'm, there's no way I'm. Ta- I I will say, however, I'm going to pick City, and that's my pick. You're not. You're not all- standing up for Scott Parker this week. No, no. I the best English. Uh, Did you see that jacket league? he had against Liverpool? It was fantastic. Oh my god, fantastic! Rate that English drip. My that's goodness, right? I uh, wanted tea I, when I was looking at this. I'm like, someone you're right. biscuits. Where, where's the crumpets at? My goodness. Uh, Man City, the line has moved. It was minus 500 when I put money on it earlier today. It's down to minus 300. So the bookies are hedging some bets around here. Nah, that's not how that works. It just means that the money was too exposed. They were they were too exposed uh, at minus 500, and they want people going back the other way to City. It's Manchester City. I mean, 1-0 wins it, right? It doesn't have yeah. to be 5 nothing. Okay, moving to Sunday. Uh, Southampton, the battle of the, uh, the battle of the coast, Southampton hosts Brighton. Southampton has not looked good this last couple of weeks. I'm going to, I picked Brighton last week and they let me down. Come on, Brighton, bring it back. Our, our godson's back, correct? I think so. I think he yeah. came back last week. Yeah. I thought I heard him in, in my comings and goings when it was on. Uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Brighton until Southampton shows it. I, I, mm-hmm. They can't, I can't. I can't pretend that they are what they were earlier in the season anymore. Um, all right, our 10 o'clock, our brunch, right when you guys will be waking up, knocking those cobwebs out. Make sure you get a nice hydrated uh, mimosa in your system as go. you take in Leicester hosting Sheffield United. Yeah, Leicester. Yep, Leicester. This is the going away parade for uh, our, our dear our dear friends at the Blades. Um Leicester as well. So here we go. We got a we got a North London derby. Arsenal hosting Spurs for the lunch the lunch hour. Hope a derby would be a good match. Uh, Arsenal's last match was a one one draw to Burnley. Tottenham's last match was a four one win against I don't know somebody Crystal Palace. <sighs> give me Tottenham. Give me Jose. I'm gonna go the other way on you. I want Arsenal here. Well, let's do a score a on this one, huh? Yeah. Let, let me back myself up. I don't want I do I want Arsenal by default. I want Spurs to lose to Arsenal. Now, having said that, Bale and Kane, do they have something there? They looked all right. Have you seen the memes with, with it's like Son, Son yeah, looking the, on yeah. at Kane and Squidward Bale looking fun. out through the window? Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a little fun a- this weekend. It's a North London Derby. It's, it's probably the only good game we got this weekend. Let's have some well, goals. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to the next one. But, yeah, I mean, it, it should be a good one. Hopefully Spurs, you know, turn into earlier in the season Spurs, not Jose Mourinho at the helm Spurs. I mean, they, get, put, they put four past CP? Yeah. Roy I mean, Hodgson CP? Let's go. All right. I'm going to take Arsenal. Um, give me 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. I'm going to do uh, – what do I feel like here? I'm feeling, I think Arteta's going to get a little more exposed than I think we already is. I'm going to do a 4-2 Tottenham. All right. And so you sold yourself short because the afternoon cap, the matinee on Sunday, is United hosting West Ham. 
Yeah, I think this is going to be an important uh, uh, follow game, and I'm glad it's not just some some cheap, easy bottom. Uh, easy is not the right word. Bottom table club to play. Um, top four. Uh, you know what? This is when you know we asked the question: When's West Ham going to drop points? They're going to drop points right here. United. So, I'm pulling it up because I've been I've been picking without lines on this because uh, apparently it doesn't matter if I'm looking at the lines or not, but I want to see what the lines are on this. So it's interesting that United is at minus 118 and West Ham, I'm looking on one of the books, West Ham's at plus 340 and a, and a draw is plus 255. So they're really not looking at West Ham for anything. And I'm surprised by that because you guys just had this, you know, emotional win at a rival. You bring in an inform top four side, you know, is that, you know, a trap game, mm-hmm. right? Normally you would have a lesser club prior to a big match be your look-ahead trap game. This might be one of the come-down ones, right? So I'm going to take West Ham. I'm yeah, surprised I mean, that the line is as big as it is. Does it move? Um, I don't know, but I'm going to take West Ham on this one. I mean, West Ham's coming off a victory prior to that, a 1-1 draw to Wolves, and then uh... – I don't know, a 2-1 two, a two win over Tottenham prior to that. So two wins just, in the last three. It feels like Manchester United would lose this game, right? This is, this is what they would do, yeah. Come that's what I mean. Like that, That's and, what they do, right? You do this, and then you go, well, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm banking on. But if it doesn't happen, then it's, what the fuck? All Ooh, right. All right. <laughs> so, and to, truth be told... It would behoove me to have Manchester United win. Now, granted, Liverpool actually have to gain points for clubs dropping points. Generally, to that is yeah, that is a necessity. But um, you know that that's what I would need. And for the end of the week to bore everyone out of their gourd, we have an out of form West or an out of form Wolves taking on um, relegation fodder. If it was only half a season, Liverpool. I'm taking Liverpool. Just give me your fucking pick. I don't know that I can pick Liverpool until they do something. I can't blame you. Wolves. I'm not picking them on merit. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'll take Liverpool. So that's what we have for the weekend. Uh, let me see here. We got six. Look at that. We got ten games. Back to a nice ten games. We have, we have, minus, we have minus, minus City's weird okay. one in the week. Nobody's going to watch it anyways. They're playing. I don't even know who they're playing. doesn't matter. I just said playing it. Playing Southampton. That's right. Oh, yeah. I mean, really gotta got to tune champ- in for that you one. you got Champions Leagues on. Champions Leagues on. Yeah. Which, All talk right. about odd. Like, they couldn't have moved it to Thursday? I had to do it. Well, know. no, because then that, that compacts the weekend schedule, right? They're on Saturday. Were they worried about Lee Mason being out of breath to ruin a match on Sunday? I never saw that guy move. Here's another thing. I mean, I get, I feel tired about it because a lot of times you're like, man, Lee Mason's refing our match or, you know, Kevin Friend. And, and I thought about it and I'm like, is there a single referee other than Michael Oliver where I'm like, oh, great. At least I feel with Michael. Like, yeah. Michael Oliver is definitely not the greatest ref in the world, but at least out of the lot that we have in the Premier League, he's a competent official that, Generally, call some balls and strikes. 
right. Well, and you can at least keep up with the pace of play. He's under 30. Well, we got these 80 year olds out here with beer guts trying to keep up with people running 40 miles an hour. All right. We're done. Shut it down. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. Just watch PSG Barcelona or Liverpool Leipzig tomorrow at three o'clock. Don't don't trouble yourself with Southampton getting bloodbath by City. Liverpool's gonna come out and win seven nil tomorrow. Hey, it's it's our only it's our only course, it seems. We just gotta win the whole link. Alright, uh here we go. Let's just get this done with. I'm falling asleep. We've this thing's going on for three hours, it's felt. Um you can hit us up at uh Gmail, uh top drawer. Pause. Rewind. <clears throat> you can email us at topdoorpod at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you're following us on our socials at topdoorpod on Instagram, at topdoorpodcast on Facebook, and at topdoorpod on Twitter as well. Uh, our Patreon is patreon.com backslash topdoor. No merch there yet. We're, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, make sure that you're subscribed and following us on all your podcast forms uh, so you can get our episodes the minute they drop uh right on your device yep yep all right well hoping for better days in europe for me dear god dear baby jesus i I need something i need something t-shirt i need something but i guess uh only time will tell god could you like i mean liverpool's literally the worst team in the league right now since the turn since Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Mm-hmm. It's maddening. Makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely if God no woke up from his nap and goes, you're doing what down there? No, 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 no. Absolutely Let's reset no the sense. balance sheets here. All right, guys. Well, thanks again. Appreciate you listening. Uh, reach out to us on those. Uh, find us on those socials. Email us. Let us know if you guys got anything. And until then, I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is Top Drawer.